What's going on, Love Quest Nation? Thank you for tuning in to the Love Quest Podcast. Get your Bibles ready, get your notebook, get your coffee, get some water, whatever you need to do, and get ready to receive. The time is right now. Let's go! take it lightly and it is important um, that in the thanksgiving for the opportunity God does a lot of the work you're going to do through the opportunity amen amen so I, you can have a seat and we're going to develop this this topic here today um, the champ is here we've been talking about a, a ch- being on a championship run everyone say championship run, championship run. so you got to put it in your mouth championship run say greatest of all time time. sometimes it begins by just associating yourself with certain words sometimes you just got to associate yourself with the greatest just by saying it and there are times where you look in the mirror and if you're asked to just speak that it becomes difficult Because everything in you says, no, you're a liar. No, I I know where you've been. I know what you've done. Greatness of who? Greatness of what? Where you come from to be able to say that? Then you get religious. Oh, you have to be humble. Sometimes the first step is just associating yourself through what you say with the things you desire to do. Be courageous and put your name next to greatest. And not just have it for somebody else. Well, the champ is here. And part of what I wanted to begin with is just some things to remind us of. Number one is stop waiting for someone to tell you who you are. You stop waiting for someone to tell you who you are. That's your job. It's your job to know who you are. Not somebody else's. If anything, you reflect who you are to others, and then as they see you being who you are, they begin to tell you who you are. You need to stop waiting for someone to tell you who you are. In Matthew chapter 7, it says this, Why do you stare from without at the very small particle that's in your brother's eye, but do not become aware of and consider the being of timber that's your own eye or how can you say to your brother let me get the tiny particle out of your eye when there is the beam of timber in your own eye you hypocrite first get the beam of timber out of your own eye and then you'll be able to see clearly stop waiting for someone to tell you you got something in your eye it's up to you to know you got something in your eye it's up to you to do the work to say hold on I gotta check myself first it's up for you to do that not for someone else. Stop waiting for someone else to do that. And stop making excuses for who you are. 
Now, now, yes, stop making excuses for the greatness of who you are, but stop making excuses for the other parts of who you are, the bad parts of who you are, the stank parts of who you are, the undeveloped parts of who you are. Stop making excuses for who you are. Hebrews chapter 5 says this. Concerning this, we have much to say. It's hard to explain since you become dull in your spiritual hearing and sluggish, even slothful in achieving spiritual insight. For even though by this time you ought to be teaching others, you actually need someone to teach you over again. So this reteaching has happened for the second and third time. Uh, and teach you over again the very first principles of God's word. You have come to need milk, not solid food. Sometimes you just got to know who you are and stop making excuses for it. You should be a teacher, but you're not. You should be beyond the elementary things, but you haven't progressed there. You're sluggish, you're dull of spiritual hearing. Sometimes you need to stop making excuses for who you are and just say, I am dull and sluggish of spiritual hearing. I should be teaching, but I'm not. I'm back to milk when I should be on meat. You need to stop making excuses for who you are. Because in that place of honesty and vulnerability, God begins to do a work. The Bible says this, because God says this. I wish you were either cold or hot. You know the great thing about being cold? They ain't making excuses for who they are. You know the great thing about being hot? They're not making excuses for who they are. It's the folk in the middle that's trying to explain everything to everybody. God can take someone who's cold, who's not making excuses, and use that commitment to authenticity and honesty and, and transform it to something significant. You just need to stop making excuses for, for who you are. 1 Corinthians 11 says this, Let a man thoroughly examine himself or herself, and only when he has done so should he eat of the bread of the drink of the cup. For if we certainly examine ourselves, we should not be judged. Again, it's your job to figure out who you are. It's your job to take a look at, look at who you are. Stop making excuses. You, you examine your own self thoroughly. You search your own self honestly. That's your responsibility. If you're going to be on a championship run, this is vitally necessary in order to do this. It's some of the bravest work you do, some of the most courageous work you do, some of the most honest work you ever do, some of the most rewarding work you ever do. It's time to grow up. And, and I actually, I, I phrased it differently on the slide. It's time, grow up. Not it's time to grow up. It's time, grow up. It's time, grow up. It doesn't say it's time to be perfect. It doesn't say it's time uh, it won't be difficult. It doesn't say it's time you be like me versus you just be you. It said it's time grow up. 
got to have a conviction and a made up mind and a consistency in order to mature and to grow up. It's time, grow up. Say, it's time. Grow up. And you speak that to you first and foremost. Don't you understand that some of the key to the growth around you depends on the growth in you? When you decide to grow up, then everybody else around you begins to grow up. Stop waiting on others to grow up for you to grow up. And stop making excuses for your not growing up. And growing up is a function of where you need to be, not a function of where you are. You can be mature, you can have experienced a lot of things in life and in the faith. But sometimes you still got to grow up. I came to this church, been a lot of years in the faith, different years of experience. I could have easily said, hey, uh, I'm not used to doing it that way. Hey, uh, I'm older and that kind of thing. And we all this pivoting, all this, that kind of stuff. Well, I grew up, that's called flaky. <laughs> that's called make up your mind. <laughs> but in this time, I had to decide to grow up. No matter how old you are, no matter where you are, you're going to have to make a decision to grow up. It's time, grow up. Grow up out of your excuses. Grow up out of your reasonings. Grow up out of every justification you have for being stuck. It's time. Grow up. 1 Corinthians 13 says this. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Now that I've become a man or mature, I am done. I am done. I am done with childish ways. And I've put them aside. Now, putting them aside is essential. Because that means is I'm not letting them get in my way anymore. I'm not going to let them be accessible to me anymore. I am done and I am putting them to the side and out of my way because I'm finished. They won't be in my sight. They won't be in my path. It's time to grow up. It's time, grow up. Now, this is not a message of getting on you. This is a message of encouraging you. You need people in your life that are going to tell you that you stank. There's a story by Derek Jeter. Saw a documentary. He had been playing for a number of Derek Jeter, baseball player, uh, the Yankee of Yankees, people call him. He had had a Hall of Fame career up to a certain point, outstanding player. And there finally was a general manager that came down to Derek and said, Derek, man, you need to work on some throws and some accuracy, bro. Derek's like, what you talking about? Derek, man, your defense is not where it needs to be. What, man? Come on, man. Ain't nobody saying my defense is not where it needs to be. He says, Derek, no one wants to tell you because you're Derek Jeter. But we're looking at replacements for you because of your lack of defense, Derek. Derek said, so you mean people have been thinking like this for a long time? Yes, Derek. The next, that year, he transformed his defense and grew up and took it to another level. 
the general manager said this, how unfortunate are we that we denied him the ability to be excellent by not being honest with him. By not being honest with him and saying, Derek, you got to grow up. Your defense is childish. Grow up. If I had to put a title on this, here's the real focus. Champions scout themselves. Everyone say champions scout themselves. It's vitally important that as a champion, you scout yourself. It's vitally important that you do that. And if anything, you may need to scout yourself even more than anybody else you scout. Question is this, for example, what does it mean scout yourself? We'll get into a little bit of detail in that a little bit later, but it means to examine where are you? How are you performing? What's going on with you? Uh, Joshua 1 says this, keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate it on, uh, on a day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Scout yourself. How you doing with the word? Are you meditating in the word day and night? Are you really or are you not? This ain't a get on. What it's saying is God's given us the keys to be effective if we just operate the keys. Right? But somebody got to be bold enough to challenge you and say, it says meditate on the word day and night. Are you doing it? It don't say every other day or every other night. Where's your word life at? Champions scout themselves. They don't get down on themselves. They scout themselves. They don't beat themselves up. They just scout themselves. They just give honest evaluation of where they are so they can grow. James 3 says this, out of the same mouth comes forth blessing and cursing. These things, my brother, ought not to be so. Does a fountain send forth uh, simultaneously from the same opening fresh water and bitter water? How's your word? How's your speaking life? What's coming out your mouth? What you really saying? How are you really talking? Not only the words coming out, but the words in your head. Too many, too many, too many, too many what? Voices in my head trying to tell me what to do. Sometimes you got to watch the voices in your head as well as the words that come out of your mouth. What's your word life like? What are your talking life like? Right? You got to be honest. Where are you? Champions always challenge themselves in those areas. When things start going wrong or they're not performing at the level they begin to examine, let me scout myself. Let me check my fundamentals. How's my word? How's my speaking? Because they understand execution on the fundamentals is the key to consistent success and development over time. 1 Corinthians 13 says this, Love bears up in, under anything and everything that comes is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances and it endures everything. How's your love life? How's your love walk? Champions scout themselves. How's my word? How's my speaking? How's my love walk? You got to examine that. You got to be honest with yourself about where you really are with that. Are you uh, faithless under all circumstances? Are you always believing the best of every person? 
including yourself? How can you be to believe the best about me when you spend days on end not believing the best about you, believing the worst about you? Are you believing the best about every person? You know, the great thing about believing the best about every person, it doesn't mean that you're, that, that you're ignorant of people. It does mean believing the best means that redemption is always available. Grace can always change people's hearts. Believing the best is not ignoring where people are, like I said earlier, but it's believing that with the grace of God, it can change. And it doesn't have to take forever to change because grace can change things in a moment. God can birth a nation in a day. He can do a work in a moment. What's scouting? Scouting is the process of looking at the details uh, of, you, of you. Apologize, got a spelling there. Details of your opponent to gain an advantage in strategy, execution, and mindset. Scouting is the process of looking at the details of your opponent. The details. You got to look at the details. You got to be willing to look at the details of where you are. Scouting it involves a deep examination of every level of the team, the entire organization, in order to gain or tell you the tendencies that will predict future behavior. You got to scout the front office. You got to scout the janitors. You got to scout the concession people. You got to scout everybody. Why are you scouting the concession people? Well, if the concession people are given such a great experience that people want to be there longer and they're energized by it, that's going to create havoc for you when you're trying to play this other team. If the concessions are just trash, then you know folk don't not going to want to be there. The energy level is going to be low, which means what? As I'm competing against that team, I'm going to have advantage because the crowd don't want to be there. You got to scout every level of what's happening. Your opponents are scouting you looking for familiar spirits, poor responses, and unchecked flesh. Your opponent's scouting you. They're already doing the work that you need to be doing in scouting yourselves as a champion. And the opponent's motivated. Right? The opponent's not impressed by you. They're not going to believe your own height. They're not going to believe the delusions you sell yourself that you're better than you are or deeper than you are or more, or more, more rooted than you are. They're not going to believe, buy into all of that. Acts 19 says this. But one evil uh, spirit retorted, Jesus I know and Paul I know. But who are you? I know them, I scout them. I know when they show up. I know what it's like when they own the scene. I know that Paul is likened unto Jesus. I know they come from the same uh, playing tree or come from the same school or program or the same coaching tree. Them I know. But I've been scouting you and you ain't none of them who you think you are. That's kind of what he's saying. It's not saying I don't know who you are. It's like, bro, really? You gonna come out here and try to front like you, Jesus and Paul? Bro, who are you? I know who you are. I scout you on the regular. I scout you in church. I scout you out of church. I scout you in your dark time, your quiet time, your private time, your car time, your, your eating time. I scout you even in your head. 
How does the enemy scatch you in your head? He watches for the little murmurings of your mouth of insufficiency and brokenness and self-doubt come out. He scouts you by, and how does he scatch you in your head? What you spend time listening to? If you're listening to sad songs, he's telling him, in my head, I'm sad. He's scouting you even in your head by what you're expressing in your required personal places. Luke 4 says this, and when the devil had ended every complete cycle of temptation, he left him, they're talking about Jesus, until a more opportune, opportune and favorable time. He's scouting for opportunity. He's scouting for ability, but also opportunity. When's a good time to get you? If I know you always respond worse after rejection, I'm going to send rejection your way. Now I got you in rejection mode, now I'm going to strike. The enemy is scouting for when you vote. You need to know that. You need to scout those kind of things. You got to know when you're vulnerable. You got to know when, when you're susceptible to different things. You got to know what triggers you to have a good game. You know why you got to know what triggers you to really great things? Well, you know, when, when someone says, man, you did a really good job, I feel confidence, the confidence of God, that's dangerous. Because now you got a trigger that someone can pull and can manipulate, right? You got to know what makes you feel good and ask yourself, why does that make me feel good? It shouldn't make me feel that good. Champions scout themselves. Luke 14 says, for which of you wishing to build a farm does not first sit down and calculate the cost, whether you have sufficient means to finish it. That's called scouting yourself. Do I really have what it takes? Do I have the faith for this? Again, what does that mean? Some people are afraid of that because why they've identified themselves with failure. And to see that they have some progress to be made triggers in them that they'll never make it. Versus assessing what needs to be done is the first step of walking in the fullness of what I can do. I can't change what I don't know. I can't fix what I don't know is broke. I can't build what I don't know is strong. You got to sit down and scout yourself. What do I really have? Where really is my love walk? God wants to take me to this place. We get these prophetic words, glorious and great and moving. Man, where am I really? How rooted am I really in this church? And who am I going to tell the truth to about that? Am I going to walk around pretending like I'm rooted when I'm not? Always looking to get out even while I'm in. Knowing in my heart I get a better offer and I'm gone. You got to scout that. You got to figure that out. Champions scout themselves. Good scouting makes you be honest with yourself. Most folk are afraid to be honest with themselves. They want to have a delusion that they are better than they think they are. And as long as they're not tested, they're happy with it. And then when they get tested, this is what happens, right? This is what happens. Then you get tested, and then you find out you're not as good as you are. You know the first thing you do? Why didn't you tell me? You begin to look and blame somebody else. Why didn't you tell me I wasn't that good? Why did you let me? Or the blame comes this way. Why ain't you helping me up faster? You told me you got it. Your scouting report told me that you had it. That's what you told me, so I'm just going to let you have it. 
scouting makes you be honest with yourself. Romans 12 says this, For by grace given to me, I warn everyone among you not to estimate and think of yourself more highly than you ought, but to rate your ability with sober judgment and according to the degree of faith apportioned by God to you. Ain't nothing wrong with saying, I only got five minutes preaching faith. That's all I got. I can do five minutes. Actually, I can only do three. I'm stretching to five. Don't give me six. I'm done at five. Don't give me six. There's nothing wrong with saying that. There's nothing wrong with identifying with uh, where you are with that. There's nothing wrong with saying, I'm tired of this church thing. I've been doing it for so long. All I'm in it is for the reps and for the, and for the, uh, the retirement benefits. I'm in it to save face so folk don't think I'm a heathen. And I'm really just kind of walking this thing through. Really, I'm not going to be doing much. I'm just going to be passing through. And I'm, and I'm mature enough to fake the funk so everybody else thinks I'm a good Christian and I'm a good, deeply rooted person, but I know the truth. Man, you got to scout yourself. You got to be honest with yourself in terms of where you are. Mark 9, man said this. Um, a father of a boy who was being um, tormented by evil spirits he cried with tears to the Lord and said, Lord, I believe you, but help my weakness of faith. It was all right to be honest. Lord, I believe, but help my weakness of faith. Don't, these two things can exist in the same place. Okay? You can have belief and unbelief. Pastor's been talking about this. Right? You're born again in your spirit, but your flesh is trying to pull you a different way. You can have things, two things exist in the same place. The question is, which dog you going to feed? The dog you feed is the dog that's going to win. The dog you love is the one that's going to win. Right? Those two things can exist in the same place. Man, how do you know that? Where's the Bible at? You know Jesus still got his scars? Jesus walking around heaven with scars. In total victory, but bearing the marks of being, being punished and tormented and death and hell. You can have two things exist in the same place. And you got to be honest with that. I'm this, but I'm this too. I'm here, but I'm here too. And sometimes we don't want to admit the ones that we don't like because we think it's going to undermine our ability to say the ones that we do like. Good scouting breaks tendencies. Good scouting is honest accountability. Good scouting is honest accountability. Joshua chapter 1 says this, Moses, my servant, is dead. So now arise, go over this Jordan. Accountability is saying sometimes, man, Moses is dead. It, it is what it is. You got a bad attitude. It is what it is. Too often, you get in a funk. It is what it is. Your inability to address these issues in your life is crippling your progress. It is what it is. Accountability is essential if you're going to scout yourself. Folk don't want to scout themselves because they don't want accountability. You got to be willing to scout yourself if you're going to be on a championship run. When you're on a championship run, you got victories and you get tendencies. You start progressing in a certain way. You got to learn how to change that up. 
Because if you can trace you, the enemy can trace you. That's why God gives various gifts and various things and does things in myriad ways. Now, I got so much more that I want to get to. We won't be able to get to it in this service. But I'm going to finish this up at, at 5.30, and I encourage you to come, not only to, not only to the next service, but 5.30 as well. God builds things throughout the time during the day. I want to give you one story very quickly. I want to give you one story very quickly on this. Tom Brady, greatest football player of all time, some argue, greatest uh, quarterback at least. He was a sixth round, fifth round draft choice. He didn't even start for his college team. He was on, he was in, walking through the hallways of the New England Patriots. And he walked past the quarterback room and saw that his quarterback coach had left his scouting report on the table. And so he went and decided to take a look at it. What were the coaches saying? The coach said this, some ability, mediocre arm talent, don't know if he's going to stick around. Don't know if he really has it. That was the making of Tom Brady to really know what people thought about him. When I know what I'm doing, now I know what I need to grow, what I need to change, how I need to get there. A good scouting report, scouting yourself is the beginning of greatness. It's not the beginning of your destruction. And the more fearless you are in your scouting report of yourself, the quicker you are to being to accessing that greatness that God has in you and for you. So today, I'm going to encourage you with this. Decide and make up your mind that you're going to scout yourself. And be honest about it. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. Holy Spirit, help me scout myself. You know me better than me. Show me the real truth. Help me to scout myself so I can grow. Help me to scout myself in ways that I need to change and be transformed. You can come on up. My prayer is this. Father, this ain't one of them jump up mess. This ain't one of them, this ain't one of them like, yeah, ooh. But it is if you really understand it. Father, I pray for all of us today that we have the grace to be honest, to face ourselves. And to face you. Because when we face you, we find you and ourselves. God, give us the grace and the courage to be honest about where we are, where we're lukewarm, where we're cold, where we don't care, where we're close to walking away. Maybe also to be honest about where we're strong and where we're capable and where we're able and where we can build. God, let us be honest on all sides. Holy Spirit, sharpen our hearts because if we want to be on the championship run, we've got to know who we are even better than the enemy knows who we are. Thank you for the hard things we're going to see and thank you for the grace to get through them. And thank you for the people around us to help us progress to maturity even as we encounter them. Because we understand, Lord, we don't have to grow alone. But we do have to be willing individually to be honest about where we are and accept where we are even as we grow. We thank you for that, Lord. And I thank everybody on the sound of my voice encounters the grace and the power of God to manifest and to bring this prayer to pass 
in their lives and in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe on all of your favorite streaming platforms and follow us on social media. You can find us on IG and Facebook at LoveQuestINTL Church. We out here. But you know what it is. You know the motto. We out of time, but we ain't out of Jesus. So till next time, get your love fixed, man.